0: Talking about just this year, what you know, asking the Lord what you want Him to do for you, um, what He wants to do in you, um, praying the prayer of Jabez, is some of the things we've been talking about. And today we're going to be talking about the prayer of petition, and um, we'll get into that here in just a second. And I've got a this this week. I've heard two incredible faith stories about the prayer of petition, and I'm going to share one of them with you today at the end of service. Um, Because if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And there was something in in Jesus' ministry, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can study about the life of Jesus and his ministry. And he did signs, wonders, and miracles everywhere he went. He healed the sick, cast out demons everywhere he went. Um, he preached the good news, taught the good news, and in Luke 11.1, 1, the disciples give us an insight into Jesus' life, and they said, they didn't say, teach us how to do signs. They didn't say, teach us how to lay hands on the sick and watch them be healed. Uh, they didn't say, teach us how to do wonders. They said, teach us how to pray, because they knew that as they watched his life, they knew that everything flowed out of his prayer life. Now, as we get into this this morning, a lot of us have a, uh, it's amazing to me, and I'm just going to say this right up front, it's amazing to me that how many in the body of Christ don't know how to pray, and the reason why is they've never been taught how, and so that's my responsibility as a pastor is to teach you how to pray, and, um, and that was the thing that the disciples asked was, Lord, teach us to pray. And another thing about prayers, a lot of people have this, this uh, idea of prayer, that prayer is just asking God for things. Well, it's way more than that. It's a, it's a, it's a relationship. It's a, a communion with God. It's, uh, yes, you, that's part of it, asking um, requests from God. But a lot of times you just, here, here's another thing, you know, when you're, it, Jade and I have a relationship, we're married, and it's not me talking all the time. She talks too. So therefore, I got to listen. <laughs> Amen and be a good listener, and pick up on her cues and what she's telling me. And that's the way in our relationship with God, we have to spend some time listening as well. And the way that God speaks, the primary way that God speaks is through His Word. So you're going to have to learn and get into the Word of God. And, and this is today's title, is a prayer of petition, breaking through the impossible. And this is going to be the year of the possible. Amen? And so I'm going to teach you this prayer. This goes along with the prayer of Jabez, and it blessed me so much. And this kind of came off of something. I, I met with Mark Ward this week. We, we had breakfast together almost every week, and I was meeting with him, and he said, Pastor, we, uh, Carrie and I went home, and we wrote down the prayer of Jabez, and we we're declaring it over us. And, I was, and when he said that about writing it down, it made me think of something. And I had, when I had my pastor's meeting this week, uh, on Thursday with Pastor Cody Anderson, who's going to be here tonight. He leads our small group that we have as pastors in Oklahoma City. And he was, he was talking about doing this prayer petition, and it really inspired me uh, to do this. Jade and I, I'm teaching this today, and then Jade and I, are gonna, we're going to do this this week too. So my challenge to you today, already I'm going to give you my challenge right up front. You're going to learn about the prayer petition, then I, as you leave here today, I want you to go home and write out your prayer petition. To the Lord, and I'm going to show you how to do all that as we go through this message today. Here's a book. If you like to, if you're building your own personal home library, this is this is. I got rid of a lot of books (laughs) here not too long ago. Cleaned out my office, but this is a book that I kept because this book needs to be in every Christian's library, and it's by Jerry Savelle, who I listen to a lot. He's a faith teacher. I love listening to him. He's taught me a lot in my life and ministry. It's called The Prayer of Petition: Breaking Through the Impossible. And uh, so I'm just going to kind of do a little jet tour of prayer through the Word of God. And I'm going to show you there's three kinds of prayer in the New Testament. And the first one is the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. And I want you to notice that the prayer of thanksgiving and praise is not asking God for anything. It's just giving God thanks for who He is and what He's done in your life. It's just falling in love with the Lord. Uh, Just... Just, just take a time, I promise you, and just start thanking God and, and praising Him for all that He's done in your life thus far. And don't ask for one thing. It's a prayer of thanksgiving and praise. The second one is the prayer of dedication and worship. And this is the only prayer, I want you to hear this. This is the only prayer that you can literally say, Lord, if it be your will. Okay? Is the prayer of dedication and worship. Jesus said it in Luke 22, verse 42. He said this in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, if, Father, if it be your will, take this cup from me. But not my will, your will be done. i am going to give you an example in my own life about your will. Like, okay, for instance, uh, if you need to move, you know, a job situation or you need to move, um, you get in the Word of God and you're, it's like it doesn't tell you to move to Texas or to Oklahoma. You know, and you're like, okay, then I need to pray specifically and ask God. And so here, here, I'll give you this example. One time this happened to me is when Jade and I, we knew that God had called us into the ministry and my first offer to be in full-time ministry was to be a youth pastor. And this pastor called me up and said, said, Mark, I heard you're, you, you, uh, you're in ministry. And I said, yeah. And he said, uh, this was back when I was in my twenties, so I could still be a youth pastor. You, know? <laughs> you can be a youth pastor at any age, you're, you, you know, Okay. Age is just a number, and so but I was back in my early twenties when this happened, and um, he he called me and he said, uh, he even had a meeting with me, and he said, I, I want you to come and be our youth pastor and and we can talk salary and benefits and all that kind of stuff and and so I was excited, and I went home and told Jada and said, We got to pray about this now here's the deal, because I just thought, you know how this, you know how God gives you signs sometimes, right? Don't go by signs' Go by what God tells you. Amen? And so the sign was, was this pastor was in Bowie, Texas. Well, some of you may know this, some of you may not, but Bowie, Texas is where I was born. And so I was like, okay, this is God. I'm going full circle. I'm going back to my place of birth and starting all over again. I went home and talked to Jade about it. We prayed about it. I think this was even before Taya was born. And um, we just didn't have peace about it. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, you know, that was a prayer. Of Lord, if it be Your will, I need to know, you know what this is. So lead and guide and direct me by Your Holy Spirit. We didn't have peace about it. That's that's how you know. Even though it was a good deal, great pastor, great church, my place of birth, but it just wasn't God's will for my life. This was God's will. I didn't know that at the time, but this was in Leedy, and um, and the Holy Spirit was so gracious and said, "Mark, I know you got excited." Uh, because it was Bowie, Texas, and you just thought that was me, and you was ready to go, and I appreciate your readiness and your willingness. But I was just showing you that I have I called you when you were born, before you was even born. I was like, Amen, you know. And so, but it just wasn't that wasn't God's will. God's will was you, Oklahoma. So that's the time that you pray, God, if it's your will, show you know, show me, and then let Him lead you. And one of the ways that He will lead you you know, you, uh, is by his, by his peace about it. And number three, and this is what we're going to be talking about today, is prayer that changes things and gets results, which includes the prayer of petition. It's also called the prayer of faith. Uh, but in, here's what separates the prayer of petition and the prayer of faith from other prayers, is that you know the will of God. So if somebody came up to me and said, Pastor Mark, um, I, I need to get saved. I'm not going to tell that person, well, you know what? Let's just pray if it's God's will. Because it's 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 in his word that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Got it? There's also a scripture that says, by his stripes you are healed. So healing is in his will. So you've got to know those things. And when you know them, then you can pray that prayer prayer of petition. We had a lot of prayer petitions up here this morning for people, for healing and different things. The prayer of petition, because we know what the Word of God says. Everybody got that? So you got to know what the Word of God is. It's The prayer of petition is knowing what God's will is and then presenting that to the Father. And you're just the conduit that He flows through. And everybody said, amen. So we're, that's how we're going to get... Started in this this morning. That's the prayer that changes things. You're not changing God. God never changes. You're changing things here on this earth, with God's help, by getting in alignment with His will, and bringing the kingdom. come Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All right. Here's prayer weapons. a Few prayer weapons you're going to need. You're going to need know. You need to know the name of Jesus. John 16:23. Jesus said, "If you pray the Father in My name, we're going to do anything that you ask." Okay, so pray to the Father if it lines up with the will of God. It's got to be in the will of God, the name of Jesus. That name is known in the heavenlies, it's known here on earth, and it's known under the earth. That name is above all names is what the Word says. The second thing is your prayer weapons is you're going to have to pray the Word of God. Pray the Word of God. And then the third thing is you're going to have to pray with the Holy Spirit. And I love the Holy Spirit, He's like God's muscle. He backs up the word of God in the name of Jesus. He's like the, he's the, the Godhead. He's like the, uh, um, the bodyguard, so to speak. He backs up the name of Jesus in the word of God. Now, the main scripture that we're going to look at today, and I told you to turn there, is in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. And this is what it says. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. So God wants you to have confidence in him that if we ask anything according to his will, We know that His will is His word. He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. There's that word petitions again. The prayer of petitions. The prayer of petition. And here's a good definition of petition. Definition of petition is a formal, written request addressed to a sovereign superior for a particular right or grace. A formal written request addressed to a sovereign superior for a particular right or grace. I'm going to teach you how to write your prayer petition today. But now we did prayer petitions up here today and we didn't write it down and hand it to people. You know, here's your prayer petition, here's your prayer petition. Okay, but this is when you're going to get along with the Father and pray your prayer petition beseeching Him what you want Him to do in your life in 2023. And you're going to back it up with the Word of God. It's like a lawyer. You know, you got the books up there. you got cases. You can go to the Word of God and find cases where God did it for somebody in the Old Testament or God did it for somebody in the New Testament. And you use the Word with God the Father. Because God's not a respecter of persons. Amen? And so that's, that's the prayer of petition. And I'm going to show you how to, how to write that out here in just a second. But Jesus... Um, as a Christian, and like I said, when I started this off this morning, I was talking about in the body of Christ, there's a lot of people that don't even pray. They let their pastor do the praying for them, or they go to church, let the church do the praying for them. They don't have a prayer life, is what I call it. And as a Christian, you need to have a prayer life. And because Jesus assumed that we would pray. And these are, these are what Jesus said about prayer. Luke 18:1, he said, men always ought to pray and not lose heart. In one translation says, not faint. Too many people are giving up on prayer. Don't give up on prayer. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Matthew 6, 5 says, and when you pray. And when you pray. He didn't say if you pray. He said when you pray. He just assumed that we're going to pray. And so, I just want to, I'm laying some foundation here before we get into this actual prayer petition. Prayer petition, part of it is asking God for things. You do, and talked about this already in some of the other messages, but in the book of James, it says you do not have because you do not ask. You got to ask. Yeah, God knows your need before you even ask is what the word says, but he wants you to ask because he wants a relationship with you. And everybody said, amen. One of my favorite scriptures is 1 Peter three twelve It says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. I've had, I, okay, and the reason why I read this is to say this, is I've had people call me and say, Pastor, I need you to pray because you got a direct line to heaven. And I just say, you do too, brother, or you do too, sister. We all have a direct line to heaven. Amen. So, some people have this, this mentality that, you know, there's so many people. I, I'm in line, you know, but Billy Graham's way up there ahead of me. Well, he's, he's in heaven now. Okay, so I got to use somebody, you know, some some other pastor. Somebody, somebody's ahead of me in that prayer line, and I'm way back here because I'm a little bitty nobody, and God's not listening to me. So let's call the pastor because he's up ahead of me in line. I'm like like calling the pastor, like to cut in line <laughs> in the prayer line. And God hears us all. I don't know how He does it, but we've all got access to the throne, immediate access. There's nobody standing in front of you. Amen. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's where a lot of people get held up is because they don't think they're righteous. Now, before we ever get into this prayer petition, what I'm going to teach you today, you're going to have to renew your mind to these two mindsets before you learn how to pray and get results. And the first one is, is God is my source minded. I'm say that again. God is my source, minded, and a lot of us will sit there. If you've been in church any length of time, you're like, "Yeah, God's my source." Well, I, I promise you, you do not know how many times you depend upon others and you depend upon yourself instead of depending upon God. You've got to have the mindset that God is my source. A perfect example in the Word of God is Abraham and Sarah. They had a word from God about having a son. They waited. They're like, okay, we've waited 25 years, and we're old, and it ain't happening, God. And you're still telling us we're going to have a son. We don't believe you. <laughs> so guess what? Sarah makes up this little deal, and she says, I need you to sleep with my handmaiden. Wow. Okay? They, you talk about getting over in the flesh, making something happen on your own. They did that. I'm going to tell you something. Because they did not say, God is my source minded, they didn't stay that way, the effects of that are still happening today. Today. So that's how serious this is to keep God is my source minded and not getting over in the flesh and making something, trying to make something happen on your own or depending upon somebody else. Too many people depend on other people to be their God for them. Your parents aren't your God, your bank's not your God. Your job, here, here's another one that people depend upon is their job. Your job is not your source. Your, your primary source of income is, is not your source. God has got to be your source. And then just release it to God. God, I don't know how you're going to do it, how you're going to provide it. I, I love to sit around and just imagine how God's going to do it, but it never happens the way I imagine it. It's always the way, God's like, I'm going to surprise you like you've never been surprised, Mark. And, and he always, he's, just, he's real good about that. But you've got to have that in you. God is my source, mine. And, it, and I promise you this is where the enemy, he'll get you off to trying to depend on yourself, depend on others. And then when somebody, you, you think it's going to come through this person and, they, and then they let you down. I, I'm going to give you a little example. This was years ago when we first started building this church out here. I had somebody promise me that they were going to donate to the church 50 grand. I was like, praise God. This is awesome. You know, what we can do. You know, we can get a good start on that 50, 50 grand, and I kept waiting for that to come in. Guess what? It never came in. Still hasn't. <laughs> and so I realized you can't trust in man. Your, your source has to be God. Your source has to be God. All right. There's been enough time on that, I hope. Here's number two. You have to have this mindset of I am righteous-minded. I am righteous um, and you're, it's not in and of yourself, it's because of what Jesus did for you. And there's the, the two scriptures that go with this. I'll go ahead and give you the first one that goes with God is my source. And my God, everybody say my source, shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I just want to encourage you to how, to, how you get this God is my source minded. Every time you see God, Lord, Jesus in the Bible, just say my source. Just replace it with my source because he is your source. And then, the number two, I am righteous-minded, is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. It says, For he made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. A lot of people, a lot of Christians get hung up right here, and they never go to God with this mindset, God is my source-minded, and I am righteous-minded, and therefore they pray, and they don't get results, because they don't have these mindsets. Nothing changes in their life, and therefore they say, well, prayer don't work. No, prayer works if you get in the right mindset. And so, some of you are being, that's where the enemy comes in, trying to get you off the source, trying to make you realize, oh, he, he just, he's really good at making you um, shame, guilt, condemnation, bringing up your past. Your past has been forgiven. I can't say that enough. Your past is under the blood. It is forgiven. God don't remember it. Now, the enemy will bring it up to your remembrance a lot. But God don't even remember it. The Bible says he cast as far as east is from the west. And so you've got to realize that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And you're righteous, not in your own standing, not in your own merit, not in what you, you do. You're not righteous because you tithe. You're not righteous because you go to church every Sunday. You're righteous because Jesus died on the cross for you. He took your sin upon him and died in your place and then rose again. And he gave you that gift of righteousness. So that you can do this. So that you can do Hebrews 4 verses 15 through 16. And that is this. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. And then I love verse 16. Let us, there, so there's that righteousness thing. Then He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Another word for boldly is confidence. You can come confident to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. But here's the deal, guys. A lot of Christians, because they haven't been taught about prayer, they, they don't ever go to the throne of grace. Because they're, they're not looking at God as their source and they're being beat up because they don't think that they're righteous enough. There's not a person in this room today that is righteous enough to go to the throne of God without being covered in the blood of Jesus. But when you're covered in the blood of Jesus, you can go to the throne. And Everybody said, Amen. Now, I'm going to give you six things, if you're taking notes this morning, six things, practical things to do to start uh, making your prayer petition that I'm going to share a story with you that I heard this week that just... Totally built my faith so that, that I'm going to sit down. Jade and I are going to sit down this week and write out our prayer of petition for 2023. And here's number one. These are how to apply this prayer petition. The first thing you're going to do is I want you to get a lawyer mindset, an attorney mindset, and you're going to sit down and you're going to prepare your prayer before you present it. All right? So you're going to actually going to write it out, whatever this prayer is on this one. Because this is between you and the Father, prepare before you present your prayer of petition. Here a few weeks ago, Mark Ward uh, um, showed me something. He texted me something, and it was he had wrote out. And this is going to happen tonight, and we're gonna we're gonna record everything tonight. But we had one of these prophetic services when we was on church on Main Street, and it was a night that we set Mark in as an elder, and it was in December of twenty. Uh, 2002 is when it was. And Mark, we put it on. We had CD player back then, like we do today. And he went home and he transcribed everything that was on there. And he has it. And he told me, he said, Pastor, almost everything on this page has come to pass. Amen. And this is what I'm wanting you to do with your prayer, your, your prayer petition. It's, it's your basically your prophetic word from God for yourself. That you're praying over yourself. And so I want you to prepare this before you present your prayer of petition. So you're going to have to get in the Word of God, find scriptures that go with what you're praying, what you're wanting to wanting the Lord to do in your life. And so I wrote down just some bullet points there. You're going to have to know God's will, which is going to cause you to get into the Word of God. All right? Now... A lot of people say, well, Pastor, I don't know all the study things. Guys, we have smartphones today that do some incredible things. There's all kinds of Bible apps that you can get. You can download on your phone through an app the whole Strong's Concordance. And so you have, you can do word searches and stuff. Uh, BibleGateway.com is something I do a lot. It's because you can type in a word and it brings up every scripture and every tra- you know every translation of the Bible that you can think of. And so it helps you and, and as you do that, and as you do that more often, you're going to get real familiar with the Word of God, and you're going to learn how to pray the prayer petitions. So, know God's will, which is His Word, and you're, then you're going to have to realize that God's Word is the final authority. Everybody said Amen to that. God's Word is the final authority, and then praying, you're going to, as this as you construct your prayer, you're going to put scriptures with it. And you're going to be praying the word of God with your prayer petition. For instance, it's like, um, I'll give just an example. Um, Finances. Uh, I love Deuteronomy chapter 28 where it says, I'm going to be the lender, not the borrower. I'm going to be the head, not the tail. I'm going to be above and not beneath. Right? And so just writing those things down and declaring it and believing it and writing it down. Uh, Make it formal. Make it formal. And so write it out. Put the date on it. Sign it. Have your spouse, if you're married, have your spouse sign it with you. And that you, you're praying this. and You're praying this. This is what we're believing for in 2023. Um, I love the book. It was Jerry Savelle. Jerry Savelle even went this far. And you don't have to do it like this. But he said, I just needed more. I was putting more faith. He said, whenever I finally prepared mine and I knew my my wife and I were going to present it to the Lord, we both dressed up. You know, like we were going to an interview, basically. We're going to the throne of God. And then they presented it. So write it down. Make it formal. Uh, but this piece of paper is going to be your point of contact. Okay? It's, 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 it's a faith thing that you can hold on to. It's, it's like Jade and I going to the, the uh, throughout the year, you know, there's several times during the year that we go to Jaden's headstone and we decorate it. We know he's not there. He's in heaven. But it's our point of contact to be closer to him and closer to heaven. And so this is that what you write down on paper is your point of contact with the Lord when you're talking to him. And this is scriptural. And this is Habakkuk 2.2. It says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. And so I had to look up the word herald. And a herald is a person viewed as a sign that something is about to happen. So you're going to be a sign that something is about to happen when you're declaring this in the heavenlies. All, I have, all the angels, everybody stands at attention and says, somebody just wrote out a prayer petition. They're petitioning the throne of God. They know who they are in Christ. They're God-source-minded. They know that they're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I tell you what, guys, something's about to happen. The Father's fixing to put us on assignment. So all of heaven takes notice of that. And you've got to know that. You've got to see that in the Spirit. That you got angel armies fighting for you, and the Holy Spirit, the muscle of God, the bodyguard. Here's number two. Number two is give thanks and praise to God. Give thanks and praise God for the answer. And I love this. Thanksgiving and praise are like seasoning to your petition. Okay? Keep it seasoned. Keep it seasoned. I got a Traeger grill at home. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. I got a Traeger grill at home. Listen to this. I I, I had a guy, I had a our neighbor gave me a Traeger grill, all right? And he said he said, "Mark," he goes, he goes, "I I got a new one," and he said, "This is this is good. I promise you I'm not just giving you a piece of junk." He said it's good, but it needs cleaned and it needs this one little part. It's like 50 bucks. And I said, "Thank you, brother." And I took it home and I spent 3 hours on it one day chipping stuff, I was like, this guy has never cleaned this since he's had it, (laughs) right, I had it all taken apart, cleaned it off, Jada was helping me, getting it all, I was having to take a a screwdriver, and I was chipping away all the char and stuff that was on it, got it all cleaned up, uh, got the part put on there, and, uh, and it worked, and, and then I went and bought seasoning, I bought some Traeger seasoning, and I'm telling you what, guys, I I just love sitting out there and cooking, because that, this one thing, it's not like you're normal gas grill it really cooks good and 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 as it cooks good you flip it over and you put the seasoning on it and that's like your prayer petition is when you've presented it onto the grill onto the altar so to speak but you keep thanking god that he hears you and you're praising him for the answer and all in his timing and that's like seasoning that thank golly i'm getting hungry all right i better stop all right, be thankful by remembering what God has already done in your life. It's amazing to me how quick we forget. Quit forgetting what God has already done. Just like the children of Israel. We're just like the children of Israel. You know, God delivers us out of one thing. God, where are you at? Well, my gosh, do you not remember the Red Sea, pardon? And you walking over on dry ground, you know? And then they get on the other side and they're like, oh, gosh, he, he brought us over here and there ain't no water. And God says, oh, the water's fixed to come out of that rock. This is all in the Word, okay? Water comes out of the rock, feeds millions, I mean, waters of millions of people, even their livestock. And then they start complaining again. They go, God, we just, uh, you know, I'd like to go back to Egypt and have some of the meals that we had. I mean, they were talking about eating onions. <laughs> that's just funny to me. I want to go back to the Egypt so I can eat onions. And God says, you know what? And they start saying, we don't have no meat out here. You can read this. It's in the Word. And God says, "You know what? I'm going to send quail into their camp, and there's going to be so much quail that it's going to be coming out their noses." The word says that. All right. So there are example. That's why you have those examples in the Word of God about knowing the will of God. They were quick to forget what God has done, and we do the same. And if you'll read the Psalms, some of, some of the Psalms will talk about, and, and it's just David praising God for him delivering the children of Israel through all those things. And that's what we need to do. You need to praise God for all the times that he delivered you from certain things, even the things that you don't even know about. Amen. And I love this under the Thanksgiving and Praise. Is Psalms 8 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. And I'm going to tell you something. Every, Get this down in your spirit. Every time you thank God and praise God for what he's done, what he's going to do, you silence the enemy. Every time you do it. But if you whine and complain and murmur, you're inviting the enemy and all his cohorts to come and just pick on you. And if you want to stop it, the only way you stop it is by giving God thanks and praise. And everybody said, amen. How many worry warts we got in here? You take something to God, put it on the throne, and then all of a sudden you start worrying about it. Okay. I, I do it too. We all do it. If, we're, if we're, we're in church, you better not lie. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. And if you're, if you're given to worry, then I'm just going to encourage you to read Matthew 6. Because in Matthew 6, one of the phrases is, God takes care of the birds. How much more are you more valuable than a bird? Because you're created in his image. He's going to take care of you. Stop worrying. Read Matthew 6. And this is here, another one. You're going to have to remember that your source is God, not you, not somebody else. And it's just like when my, uh, and I know they're at home watching this morning, Hi and Cameron and Jarek and Ava, but when they got up here and talked about how they would get let down. And let, because they was th- as soon as they got let down, they was thinking, there's our source. There's our source. There's our source, and then get let down. God is their source. God is your source. So remember, your source is God. And here's something else. If you're given to worry, start praying for others. Just say, you know what? I'm going to quit focusing on myself so much. What I'm worried about and concerned about, I'm going to start praying for other people. All right, here's the fourth thing. Be confident in God. Be confident in God. This all goes together in this prayer of petition because you've put this together. You've put the scriptures with it that you have found that go with what you are wanting the Lord to do, what your need is. Be confident in God when you prepare this. Don't allow doubts to creep in. Take those thoughts captive to the Word of God. And this is where, when do- doubts are going to come, I promise you, because we have an enemy. Second Corinthians 10 verse 5 says this, Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So when those thoughts come, when those doubts come, when that worry comes, when that fear comes, you've got to cast down those thoughts, those arguments that are, that are arguing with the Word of God in your life and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And everybody said? Everybody learning something today? Okay, here's number five. Number five, let God's peace rule in your heart. Don't don't get out of peace. Okay. Philippians four verses six through seven says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, there's that word again, with thanksgiving, there's your seasoning, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. Let God's peace rule and reign in your heart. And then here's number six. Be prepared to stand. Now, I'm not going to, I don't know how long you're going to have to wait. Okay? Some of you may have to wait weeks. Some of you may have to wait months. It may happen that day. Um, it, you know, God's a God of suddenlies, but also God's a God of wait, <laughs> too. Um, his timing is going to be perfect. You're just going to have, that's where you're going to have to really rely on Him and just say, God, I trust you. I've made this prayer petition, but I'm going to trust you in the timing of it. It may take years. Um, Be prepared to stand, and this is the scripture in Ephesians chapter 6 talks about verses 10 through 18 talks about the armor of God, when you put that in context, the armor of God is what you put on with prayer, and spiritual warfare is, where, where spiritual warfare happens is in prayer. That's where it happens at, and so the Apostle Paul said, "These are the things that you need to put on every day. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Got to put on, put that on every day." Now, those are the six things, and I'll send you these notes if you need them. I know that was there's a lot there, um, but I want you, what I your walk away today is this. Your takeaway is I want I want you to get along with God for your marriage, your family. Whatever the case may be, it may be your business. You may be wanting to write out several prayers or petitions. That's okay. But I want you to write out a prayer petition and write it down and then see where it's at by the end of this year. And everybody said? Okay. Um, I heard some incredible faith stories from people this week, uh, two of them. And uh, and I'm going to share one of them with you this morning that went along with this. Pastor Cody Anderson is going to be here tonight, like I said, he's a good friend of mine, great man, and uh, he's got a beautiful family, uh, he's got five kids, and uh busy man, um, he's a pastor, he's a farmer and rancher as well, and his family, I think, they ha- I think he told me they own like around 1,200 acres, and uh, they have lots of cattle and stuff, and so... He's he's just he's just a good old Western Oklahoma boy from up at Mino up in Northwest Oklahoma, faith-filled. Um, I got to know Cody. I'm just telling you that some of the uh, how I got to know Cody was through Trinity Fellowship Association Association of Churches. When we hooked up with them, it's an association of non-denominational churches. Got hooked up with them back in the year 2000, and Cody was one of the first ones I met. And he's about my age, uh, but his 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 brother was the one that actually started the church, and his brother was killed in a car accident. And just it was just a tragic deal, and he's written a book about that. And um, just a, a t- tremendous guy, tremendous church, sat there in the middle of nowhere, kind of like we are, and they're doing great things for God. And Spirit-filled church, and he leads our coaching group that we have once a month in Oklahoma City, and... Uh, Learn a lot from him and all the other guys that we have there. And we'll, every every time we get together, we pray uh, for one another. And we have a really good group of guys so that we're able to just be open and honest with one another. And we pray for one another. We have this prophetic flow time. We have Ray Hollis. I'm going to have him come here sometime. He leads us in worship. I want him to impart into our praise and worship team. Uh, we just have a really good time. And then there's always a teaching piece that we have and then we go have lunch together. And Cody was sharing um, this, I'm just telling you all this. Um this particular teaching that we had was was uh one of the things that we talked about is, and I'm just telling everybody here this so you understand this, is we talked about our church bylaws. And um, and we have church bylaws here, which which is part of Trinity Fellowship Association of Churches. And they they was Cody was telling us that we needed to add two things to our bylaws, and one of them was they were petitions. One of them that we needed to add was how what the church, and it was putting it scripture with it, was what our church believes about marriage according to the word of God. I can't believe that we have to put that in bylaws, but we have to. And then the other one was the new thing was was our gender statement, how God created male and female. And the reason why that we, we were having to do that, and I'm letting you all know this, is because there are people groups being formed right now. They're, they're already formed. And they are uh, trying to find loopholes in things like that so that they can sue the church. It's happening everywhere. All this woke stuff. So God is causing the church, we are awake. Not woke, we're awake. And so we want to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, but we have to have that in writing Because if something, and you don't say, Pastor, that ain't going to happen here. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's already happened. My sister, or my sister, my daughter, Taya, was, was asked to do a wedding for homosexuals. And she had to decline it. And they were her friends because she had to decline it based on what the word says. It's here. But if we don't have things in writing, they can come back and sue you because you don't have it in writing. And so it's just, guys, I'm telling you, uh, we just need to be wise as serpent harmless as dove. So that's one of the things that we talked about. And then uh, we switched gears, and Cody was encouraging us to write out our prayer petitions as pastors, because sometimes we just get caught up in ministry and, and stuff. And he was talking not just ministry stuff, but personally. and so um, And so he shared this story about his daughter, Abigail. Now, I'm going to show you Abigail. And Abigail... Uh, is, of course, one of his daughters, and she just finished up at OSU. She's a beautiful young lady, and she's about the age of Taya, my daughter, and Taya and her are good friends, and Taya and her was served on one of their EDGE youth camps as sponsors. And she graduated uh, from OSU, but she wants to go to law school. She wants to be an attorney and a lawyer. And so Cody, at the beginning of this year, he sat down with her family, and they have family nights, and, and, uh, and it was on a Sunday night, and he, he was encouraging his family. He said, what we're going to do tonight, they have a family meal and all these kind of things, he said, but we're going we're to sit down and we're going to write out our prayer of petitions for this year. And so he had already been talking to Abigail about something that he knew was a need in her life, and, uh, and it was going to affect Cody and Amy as well. But what it was was she had went through all of her scholarship money going to OSU, it costs a lot of money to go to college these days, and she went through all of her scholarship money, and then um, she uh, she wanted to go to law school, and she burned through, that she'd gone through all of her savings that they'd had set aside for college too, so no money, she wants to go to law school, so she found out that law school, where she wanted to go, was going to cost 30 grand, 30,000 to complete it, and she... You know, I was talking to her mom and dad about it. She's of the age where she understands finances now and all the things, and it just doesn't, money just doesn't grow on trees. And Cody was assuring her, honey, we're going to figure it out. All right. No, I don't just have 30 grand sitting around, but we're going to figure out how to do it. And uh, so I don't want you worried about that because she was concerned about it. And so little did he know, she wrote out her prayer of petition. And her prayer of petition was she put scriptures together financial scriptures different things that she said father I don't want to go in debt uh, for school and just I'm just trying to tell you some of the things that she put in her prayer of petition and she petitioned the throne of God for $30,000 for her her uh, college for to go to law school and and um, Cody said about now, I'm, I'm saying this because I don't know if God will answer this for you in 14 days, but for this young lady, it was 14 days. And in 14 days, he said, she called me up one day and said, she, Mark, she was slobber-balling and, and couldn't even catch her breath. <laughs> you know, like just slobber-balling and couldn't catch her breath. And he, he of course, as a dad, you know, when your daughters call you, Taya's done this to me several times and she's watching online, Taya quit doing it. When they call you balling, <laughs> When they call you balling immediately, you're thinking they had a wreck, you know, something, something's wrong. You know, you're, you immediately go negative, right? And so that's what Cody was doing. He, he said, he, he goes, Mark, I got firm with her on the phone. I said, Abigail, honey, you got to calm down. What is going on? And she goes, Daddy, I'm holding a check for $30,000 made out to me for my law school. Yeah. And... Uh, and here's the deal. It came through somebody, but she was looking to God as her source. But she was friends with the young lady, and her dad. I don't know. If, I don't know how it happened. If God woke him up in a dream, or if he overheard them talking about. I don't know. I, that that's between him and God. But this man wrote her a check for thirty thousand and said, "Abigail, this is for your law school." And, of course, when I told that, to, I came home, and I couldn't wait to tell Jada that story. I told Jada that story, and Jada's immediate response was, Mark, I guarantee you that's not the first time that man's done that. And I said, probably not. She's probably right about that. And so Abigail got her prayer petition. but here's the deal. I want to start believing to be that man that answered that prayer too, right? And uh, because when you petition the throne, God's going to not only meet your need, but he's going to give you more than enough to help meet somebody else's need. And so I just wanted to share that story with you. Again, I thought it was timely because Pastor Cody and his team is going to be here tonight. I don't think Abigail will be with them, but because uh, she's back at college. But I wanted to share that story with you today. Does that build your faith? Tell you, it built my faith. I'm fixing right out my prayer petition, <laughs> and because uh, I got a lot to petition thrown for. So um, I encourage you to go home. Again, it could be finances, it could be health, it could be relationships, it could be all of the above. But go home and. And whatever that need is, start putting scriptures with it and make that prayer of petition and start petitioning the throne with it and using these, these guidelines, that kind of like rules or principles of the prayer of uh, petition. So I pray this has helped you today. Build your faith. Amen. Everybody going to go home and write their prayer petition? Amen. Amen. All right, I want everybody to bow your heads in here this morning. And uh, we do this every Sunday here at church. Just want to make sure that everybody here knows Jesus. Uh, as their Lord and Savior before you leave here today and before, you know, we have people that listen to this on the radio next Sunday. We have people watching online that watch this throughout the week online. And so I want to lead you in this prayer of salvation. And even if you are saved, I want you to repeat this prayer with them. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you are the Son of God. And you died on the cross for me and rose again on the third day. Please forgive me of my sins and create a clean heart in me. Renew my spirit so I can hear your voice. I accept you as my Savior. You are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. And everybody said amen. Amen. I want everybody to stand up and I'm going to speak a blessing over you this morning, Jade, Will you come up here with me? We're going to speak a blessing over you if you have family there next to your spouse, grab hands with them. Father, we thank you and praise you for what we've learned here today. I pray that every one of us take this home and apply it to our lives. Lord Jesus, he, he, uh, he just assumed that we would pray, and he wants us to pray, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father, making an intercession for us. And so, Lord, I pray that people just be inspired to go home and prepare their prayer of petition. And, and use these steps that I've given today to lay it before your throne, God. And I thank you for the testimonies that we're going to hear of answered prayers, God, throughout this year because of these prayers of petition. And we give you praise and glory for it in advance. Now, Lord, I bless your people today. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you, and may the Lord give you his peace. May the Lord bless your going out and your coming in today. May the Lord anoint you to fulfill fulfill the divine destiny that God has given to you. May everything that is brought against you be crushed by the protection that God himself shall provide. May you be blessed in your health. May you be blessed in your relationships. May your children and your children's children be blessed because they are the heritage of the righteous. From this day forward as you submit yourselves to the Christ, to the cross, may your lives be filled with joy that is unspeakable and full of glory and with peace that surpasses all understanding. May your home, as the word of God says, be as the days of heaven on earth. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it. And everybody said amen. Amen. Hug somebody's neck and say, Jesus answers prayer. Amen. Amen.